The QPR podcast is sponsored by Northwood Fresh Fruit Flowers and Plants. Based outside Northwood train station, they'll supply everything you need in the way of fruit, flowers and plants daily. And if you're passing them at Northwood train station, pop in and say hello, because Kev, who runs it, is a QPR fan. Tell him the QPR podcast sent you. QPR! Hello and welcome to the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser and I am sat here with loads of QPR fans actually in the room tonight. In front of microphones are the four original QPR podcast crew. So it's myself, it's Chris Mendes from ITV Sport. Hello. It's Paul Finney from Independent Ours. All right. And <laughs> it's Chris Charles from BT Sport. Hello. But he we- wasn't BT Sport then, was he? He uh, wasn't BT uh, Sport then. No, I was, uh, BBC. Four years ago, you were BBC, yeah. and the other Chris was Talk Sport. Talk Sport. Yeah. Uh, also joining us this evening, so so lots of the, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had Matt Winton who came all the way from Isle of Wight, which is quite far to come for a podcast. But tonight we are joined by Paul and David, who have come from Perth, not Perth in Scotland. Perth in Australia. Um, thank you very much. Uh, say a big hello so we can hear you on the microphone. Hello. At QPR Sludger on Twitter, which if anybody's listening, that is definitely worth a follow, seeing as you've tra- trekked across the world to hear us. So um, hopefully we won't make it too depressing because we've got a long list of things to go through right before i do any of that let me uh, remind everyone how they can keep in touch listen to us and all the rest of it you can follow us and get in touch with us on twitter by following us at qpr pod if you go onto facebook search for the new qpr podcast you can find us there and you can go on the website listen to all old episodes and all the rest of it at qprpod.co.uk a big thank you to our sponsor of the podcast for this evening um, um, that's Northwood Fresh Fruit, Flowers and Plants. Uh, they're just outside Northwood Train Station. If you pass them, uh, the fellow who runs it is called Kev. Kevin, he's a big QPR fan. So uh, go in there, say hello to him, and uh, you can talk about Rangers as well as getting uh, your fruit and everything else. Right. Especially the fruit. So <laughs> I've got... There's a, such a long list. We don't have a guest tonight because we've got <laughs> way too much to talk about. Where does anyone want to start? We usually start with the game, but I'm not even sure. Do we? Should we start with Preston because that's all within the context of everything else, well, isn't we've, it? We've had two games and a managerial sacking since the last pod. We've had two games, managerial sacking, a consolidation of or sale of whatever you want to call it of shares. We have had tweets ah, from the chairman. We have a supposed summit in Malaysia for the management team. We have a new interim manager what else anything else nothing else has happened what else has <laughs> happened in the last week what are we going to talk about the thing is right let's go for manager right let's go because Saturday's game can be described quite simply as 15 minutes like Brazil's 70 minutes well the second half was a bit boring whatever anyway it's got to be Warnock surely they, they're not going to just drag 
Warnock in, give him temporary charge, and then tell him to go away and go back to his tractor. Surely it's got to be Warnock to the end of the season, and then see what happens after that. And, and underneath him, I'm sure, will be the development of Hill and Derry. But yeah, I mean, when you, when you say that, do you, is that your? Are you saying surely, as in that's what you think it should be, or you think that's what the club will do? I think to be fair, I can if you want someone who knows the championship, if you don't want someone who can get the best at the players we've got, and knows how to get. Results in this league, then Neil will knock your mind, surely. But their options must be quite limited because who in their right mind would go to that club under those? Oh, but they always say that in football. Um, and there's still QPR a whole money. long list of yeah, unemployed but they're, but they're blokes the right who people, will take the right but job. Who will take the job? Yeah, of course you'll find someone. Alan Kerbish right, hasn't ruled himself out. Not yet. the right ones. Yeah, but not, is anyone who is the right person for this job? Someone with a good, someone. Let's say, for example, Jimmy Ford Hasselbank's earning is, is earning a good reputation. Would he go? Does to he want to ruin his managerial career this <laughs> early? Exactly. That's what I'm trying. That's the point I'm trying to make. Now, people will come to QPR because QPR pay a, a lot fanta- of money. No, pay a lot of money. Got a fantastic transfer budget. We don't buy players in the transfer budget. We buy squads. So they've got, the, they got the ability to spend and spend and spend and well, spend. Well, it depends what philosophy we're going for. It depends if we're going for philosophy. We were at the start of the season when we're going back to grassroots, good old QPR, bringing through kids, not spending any money, blah, blah, blah. Or if it's going back to plan A. Well, we were doing that six months ago. Yeah. Are we uh, still doing that? Well, that's what I mean. No. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in January. It's... Yep. Uh, it's, it's um, well, you know what's going to happen in January. It's going to reload and... and, and, and well, that's the, that's the suspicion, yeah, but... It, what do you, sorry, what do you mean? He's going to... Just reload the squad again. Every, every transfer window, we just reload the squad. We, don't, we can't move players on for whatever reason, and we, at some point we've got to put the, the bricks on it and say we've, you've got to work with what you've got, you've got to get the best out, maybe work with Alexa Dirty, bring back Harriman, but do, do things differently, try and get the best squad we can to do a job in this league rather than just buying do, do you have a question mark with the... The setup at QPR, how it is at the moment. When we had Chris Ramsey on this podcast about a month ago, he came on and we we asked him about um, uh, the you know the backroom staff and all that, and he said, you know, Les Ferdinand's my boss. I answer to him. So, how are you going to get an experienced manager to come in um, when he doesn't choose who the club signs? That's not going to happen with an experienced manager. I, I don't think exactly. Les Ferdinand's going to go to Neil Warnock and say, tell Neil Warnock what to do. Neil I've Warnock never will. heard of any football club struggling to find a manager. No football club has ever come out and say, we want to employ a manager, but we haven't found the right person. A good There's only 92 jobs, aren't there? There's only 92 mm. opportunities to manage a football club in this country. So there won't be a shortage of people. I agree, it's about getting the right person. But Yeah, so thinking 92 is probably not a good idea. You know, Why don't you think outside the box? Last time we had a foreign manager, it went okay. Um, Luigi Di Canio played good football after that Paolo Souza didn't do very well but now he's top of Serie A in Italy with Fiorentina it just shows and look at the clubs who came up last year Watford had a manager who no one knew about Not- Norwich got their manager from Scotland but there comes you a point that's that- so bizarre <laughs> from Scotland but there, there, there comes a point in time though when you, you, you look at this and you look at all the managers QPR have had you look at Mark Hughes's record sort of before and after QPR <laughs> you look at you know okay Redknapp's, Redknapp was on the wane but I mean he, he, he did alright at Spurs I mean we've had quite a long succession of managers who, who've done alright previously he and did it, okay at QPR didn't he if you're fair you can argue with the players he bought and money and yeah, his okay. nonsense all but right. he did okay didn't he yeah okay but what I'm saying is generally 
you know, at some point you've got to you've got to look beyond the manager. You've got to look in the mirror. That's yeah. With attracting managers, they'll look that's, at that. That's that's the reason why we we're not getting it right with these managers. I'm not the first person that said it on this podcast this year. No, it's maybe it's not the guys that we're putting in that managerial well, chair. It's, maybe exact, it's not them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, the the only sort of glimmer of hope I've got is that Lee Hu's um, has got a good track. Uh, is, how do you, is that how you pronounce him, by the way? Didn't he play centre forward for West Brom <laughs> yeah. and then he went to prison. But, but that, isn't that him? Yeah. No, that's, that's a fella, that's a Lee fella. Hughes. Yeah, he was yeah, called yeah. Lee, Lee Hughes. Yeah. yeah, no, that was Lee Hughes. This yeah. is Lee Hughes. Yeah. Um, Notorious, yes. But he's got, I mean, he appointed Deitch, he appointed uh, Pearson, you know, whatever you think of him, but he, he did eventually get Leicester up and to do an okay job with them. And also Eddie Howes, if I'm, if I'm, my memory serves. So if they actually, what, what I'd like to see QPR do is for once actually go through a proper interview process where you actually interview more than one person and then you call the best candidates back for a second interview and then you appoint the manager on the basis of that. And Lee Hoos seems to have got a track, good track record in that department so well Pearson's the favourite isn't he he's the new favourite yeah I've seen with Lee Hughes can you they didn't have a bit of history Pearson, yeah, that, yeah. I, th- I, 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 I can't see, I can't see him coming. I, mean, I can't see him wanting to work with a director of football. I mean, I can't see, I can't see him wanting to do anything really. But, but I keep, I know, I've already said it, but surely the obvious thing is to have Warnock in the season, take your time and get the right person. Whether it's someone in Germany, Spain, wherever, it doesn't matter. Scotland, Ireland, whatever. Just get the right person in. What I don't understand as well is for Tony Fernandez coming out today saying. Um, that QPR fans need to manage. Always their blame the fans. Brilliant. Three yeah. weeks after posting on Instagram, brilliant. Yeah, that's... Of, of training, saying you know, going up means everything to me. Yeah, the dream. Yeah, that's that's why it's difficult for. That's why you have to feel sorry for Chris Ramsey because he didn't choose the players in the summer. They told him that the objective was um, consolidation, consolidation, mm. Mm. and then gave him these players that he didn't choose and changed changed the objectives halfway through the season. Well, so, let's talk about Chris Ramsey. Someone said to me last week, sorry, the, the, best, the best description of Chris Ramsey was, who the hell said it? Anyway, I can't say, remember who it was, but he said that it's like during a game, your goalkeeper gets injured, you put a striker in goal, he lets in three goals, and you never play him again and absolutely hammer him. He, he wasn't really ever brought in to be the manager, yet he ended up as being manager. His whole remit was youth team, and of course he was never going to turn it down. It was just a wrong time. What do we th- come on? Let's talk about Chris Ramsey then. I'm not entirely sure the four of us are representative of of, of the general consensus of views, but we'll try well, and re- we'll try and represent everyone. I mean, what I, do you think, Chris? Well, I, I think I mean, in terms of you know results and football, um, you know, there was definitely an argument for for getting rid of him. I mean, you can't, you know. I mean, uh, he. I think he, you know, he did an okay job, but but some of his decisions, his in-game decisions, were quite. Strange, like he's. It seemed to me that he knew how to send the team out. He knew what team he wanted to go out and how he wanted them to play. Mm-hmm. But if we went one behind, for instance, and he had to change things, he didn't really, he didn't really know what to do, or, or didn't seem to. And, and, and we had, you know, situations like at Brentford, where we had our sort of uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas, our, our striker, supposed to get on the end of things, taking long throw after long throw into the box, and. I, I did, the thing was, I did feel sorry for him, and I think that's and that's not being patronising. I, I do think that you know he was brought in to do a job. He was brought in to, to do a job of consolidation to bring the, the young players through, and then the goalposts were shifted, sort of midway through his tenure, which was only twelve games, I think, this season. Um, were and they shifted, or were they just 
was he just told they'd been shifted? Because it fine the five players that supposedly stayed yeah. and therefore changed expectations, but by my reckoning, only two of them actually played properly under him were available and one of them's in goal and kind of a goalie in that division's a bit well none of that I've, I've neither here nor there who's in goal to an extent yeah. it's not like in the premier league so did he actually have a chance well that, that's the thing of all those five um I, I mean charlie austin's the only one i mean charlie austin you know seven goals in you know as many games at the start of the season unfortunately get in, gets injured rob green um bit of a shaky season you know you can't you can't deny that he didn't made a brilliant but, but st- stuff if on. we'd had um smithies in goal all season would we be in any different place to where we are now that's one position but you you would think with those five players on it's the classic on paper you would think of those five players sandro for phillips austin rob green that that you'd you'd have a a reasonable chance of sandro fair and austin haven't been available for the last six weeks but that more or less yeah but when you said um has the have the golf post been shifted they were shifted very publicly by fernandez tweeting and by les ferdinand coming out and saying you know chris has got to buck his ideas up you know the, the situation changed so in that sense yes he had and that's why I felt I thought he was you know a bit humiliated a little bit there because uh, I don't know I know you know, I know he's a you know he's a big man and he's a football bloke, and you should expect the knockdowns. But some of the treatment by the board and and by some of the fans, I just thought was a bit out of order. And I, I did ultimately feel sorry for him. I was sorry to see him go. I understood why he went, but I just thought he was a, a, a decent fellow. And you know, do you think he should have gone? Like I said at the top of that. <clears throat> Uh, based on results and uh, yeah, decisions uh, towards you know the last three or four games was just a bit strange. But uh, I mean, I personally would have given him a bit longer. But do you want my thoughts? Please, you got to get them. <laughs> that, that, that is sim- what sim- would have happened if we just said no at that point. All <laughs> of us, three just in, a, in, a, in chorus, said no. I would have got a cherry pick at three or three, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, no. Um, <laughs> No, I don't wear the phone one. Yeah, but I'll find one. Um, <laughs> sure, read in my speciality. Um, I think it was. It's a lot more complicated than that. I think results, everything else, but I also think there was a case of the players didn't really know who was boss half the time. I mean, I heard of it, the, the. Well, that's true. I don't know that. You know, you've got three people doing team talks. You know, it should be the manager. The manager should be the person that goes in the dressing room. We'd, who are the three? I'm not saying. But you know, you know. Well, that's quite. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, okay. Ramsey, Warnock, and Ferdinand. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Each given team talks. Each round. So the players are kind of like, who the f- is in charge here? Who, who really? So therefore, Chris is on the mound from day one. And I, I listened to the Derby game because I couldn't get down there. And Phil Parry was like saying, "You can see Chris Ramsey's clearly looking up, getting instructions from the director box." So. It was, the kind of thing would have been to just sack him and not bring in Neil Warnock. I think bringing in Neil, as much as we all love Neil and everything else, undermined the fella and was a wee bit cruel. And if they, but they didn't. They asked for patience, but they, again, they didn't show any patience. And I think the way they, we, we we could have acted with a wee bit more class. I think results wise, yeah, they weren't good and something had to change. And I think the players were maybe confused who was really in charge. And I think if you've got that situation going on in the dressing room where you're getting three people telling you what to do. You're going to be confused. Under Warnock, they will know who the manager is. I don't yeah, think they don't know. That's the problem. Because but they, if they keep Warnock... Yeah, but they haven't come out and said they will. So there was a point of bringing him back, paying him loads of money. On Saturday, players... Normally, if you get a new manager... Allegedly. Normally, if you get a new manager, the player's like, right, I want to put in a performance. I want to earn my place under this manager. But with Warnock, they're thinking, I don't know if he's going to be here for the next game or if he's going to be here for but, two but games. But could or- the players have done any better i mean and and i mean first 20 minutes on saturday yeah they look good 
they did. But then, I mean, Preston haven't haven't uh, let in a goal for six games now. I mean, I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I sort of basically caught up on a bit of sleep in the second half. It was, it was they they, they, played, they defended very well. Yeah, Preston, they did, but, but they, they also they executed their game plan as they say very well. But they they also had any any chance they had to go down time wasting from from you know the ten minutes in. I'm, I'm not you know I can understand as a Preston fan first and foremost you want to stay in the division, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty. But I mean, Chris, from their point of view, they've got the centre half. He's, ab- mocking, he's mocking Charlie. Austin. No, absolutely. It's like he's going to he's going to use whatever he can to get yeah, up and Charlie. Uh, no, Austin. and that's why I'm saying it's not. Sorry. I I I I I totally get that. But as a spectator, I mean, geez, I mean, it was like. Uh, you know, I, I was going to say parking the bus, but it was, it was more like a bloody aircraft carrier. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> really. Yeah, but then again, when they broke, they looked more dangerous than we did at times. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, we, and and as I said, we owed owed it to Green right at the yeah. death there to keep yeah. us to keep a point. I mean, you know, first game in charge, Neil Warnock's not going to come in, wave his magic wand, and suddenly we're going to start. But you know, if Ramsey well, did last time, didn't he? We beat West Brom three one on top of the table into the Premier League. But I think everyone kind of expected a bit of a bounce straight away. But to be fair, Ramsey Ramsey never got a bounce, did he? Uh, well, no, the thing was, we never get a manager's bounce, no matter who it is. We never <laughs> no. ever, ever get a manager's no. bounce. Um, Chris Mendes, right thing to do, getting rid of Ramsey? No, I didn't think so at the time. I thought he deserved a bit longer. And, you know, one thing that he did do well was he tended to put in. I mean, it would have been different story perhaps on Saturday because Preston were really well, really, um, really well um, organised at the back. But um, when, he did, when he did play teams, um, at home like MK Dons whose last home game um, we got the three points so but the thing is but the, the abuse he got he, he could never stay and I think that's, no yeah way. that's, that's what, probably the main reason they decided to do that if, you know, if the fans were fully behind Ramsey um, or even a bit behind it would be helped after Derby they probably wouldn't have done it mm. and Fernandez is a chairman who uh, you know for all his faults and this is probably one of them at times he listens to fans um, too much and yeah. uh, it, that's interesting and you know, like I said, he's very transparent. But he will start like interacting with fans on Twitter, and he start suggesting which manager to go for. And you're just thinking, oh, no. just wish he had you. But I think, plan. but that's you know, the thing is, I, I think I said last time I won. You, you totally respect fans who pay good money to, to vent their their feelings. I mean, that's that's fine. And I mean, personally, I re- reserve the booze for. John Terry and Chelsea if I ever do yeah, at exactly. all but but everyone has the, that's up to it you know it's their, they've paid their money they've got a right to do what they want but at Brentford I thought you know I mean people were just waiting for A for Carl Henry to do you know something out of the uh, the ordinary as in not in a good way and B as soon as Ramsey walked past the, 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 uh, at the end he was just getting dogs abuse and uh, uh, Carl Henry who wasn't booed at all on Saturday no. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. universally accepted did him, at, him really at right back well. and did okay. Now you tell me what's changed. Carl Henry's still the same bloke. He's still p- being picked. But all of a sudden, there's no anti-Carl Henry sentiment. So was it actually Carl Henry they were booing? Well, they were booing... <clears throat> um, Henry, well, it was, it, was, it was Chris Ramsey for sticking with Carl Henry... But Neil Warnock yeah, sticks with I know, him. He's I think exactly. they to see but it did help that Henry had a really good game. He was probably one of our best players. Um, I, th- I think to be fair, it's, it's, it's neither. I mean, what Chris Ramsey did, which 
to his credit, I mean, you know, he, he walked in front of the players every time. It was give me the dogs abuse, clap them. I'll take it on the chin. Yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't warranted. I mean, we have had some rubbish managers at the time, but he has had the most stick I can remember. And I remember, I don't remember. I mean, even Mullery didn't get that much stick as he got, and Paul Hot certainly didn't get it, and and stuff. And I feel sad about that because I think if I was his family in the box and watching the games, it'd probably be a wee bit heartbreaking to see you, the person you care about, getting all mm. that flack. Mm. And when the players. At times, I felt didn't put a shift. I mean, first fifteen minutes on Saturday, I thought if I was called, if I was Chris Ramsey watching this game, I'd get on the pitch and say, "Why did you do that for me? Why we, why the intricate pass and stuff like that?" I don't think the players helped him, but I do believe there was a massive confusion about the club, and they need to sort it out. If they are going to put a manager in charge, it needs to be his responsibility. He brings in the players, he does what he wants, he runs the way he wants because the meddling doesn't work, and it's got to stop. But then, so, what is what is Les Ferdinand? What's his role? Well, you don't mess with Les Ferdinand, do you? No. Chris Ramsey and Harry Redknapp can probably attest <laughs> to that. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand. You know, let's say Neil Warnock continues, gets us promoted, then all of a sudden does Les Ferdinand's position come mm. under focus, or Nigel Pearson comes in, who doesn't like working in that structure, but puts up with it, say he gets us promoted, does all of a sudden Les again become vulnerable? Well, I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> is it all about promotion, though? Well, I think this is, this is... That is the question... I think that's the question behind all of this. Has We were sold a long-term plan, which is all very well until it doesn't work out in the short term. If we were all focused on this long-term, developing youth, getting the football structure right, do you have to show more patience, like Tony Fernandez said today? Uh, in, 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 I've seen the, in debate on Twitter and, and online and amongst fans almost two camps the last week there's those who the be all and end all is or their priority let's say is the club and there's those who their priority is the team and there is a clear difference mm, between the, the two the re- uh, Fernandez comment is comical because, he, cause because he's telling us to manage our expectations <laughs> while sacking the manager because he can't manage absolutely but my I care less about the team than I do about the club and, and I'm not like you know kind of making any judgement on anyone else but I'm prepared to like take a hit on results and performances if it means they're sorting the club out well, but I- other people just couldn't you know they're just looking week to week which is fair enough that's their opinion and, uh, uh, but they care about how the team's done this week and last week but it all goes back to um, these five players staying at the club in, um, in, in the summer if they'd have all gone and we'd have you know we'd have been playing Luongo um, the other lad from Swindon they sent back we, but you know if we'd been playing all these sort of youth team players blending in with a few we got left then I, I think people would be happy with yeah. generally people wouldn't expect anything above mid table they'd know you know mm. that that was the it's that was shame, the deal it's a shame they didn't go I wish they all went yeah I do do you yeah. know what I mean I never thought I'd say that you know but it, right. it, it, yeah it would have made things a lot uh, a lot easier for, for people to accept and, and the, the, as you said David the thing is that those five players are, are very rarely actually all play together in the same team anyway I mean Sandro you know breaks his toenail and is out for three he plays one decent game then he's out for three and then Sandro's yeah he's been doing interviews in Brazilian um, publications saying he, he desperately wants to go back and play in Brazil so he's, his heart's not here he knows well that's he fine we'll, 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 we'll play your heart out for QPR so that somebody wants to pay a few but quid for you the problem for the last four years we just brought players and brought squads the, the, the heart they're the, the, the half hours 
They come for the money. Let's just be bloody honest about this. A lot of the players that sign for QPR will sign for the money. That's it. There's a few exceptions. I don't think Charlie Austin signed for the money. I think he's done his best. But most of them, and, and when, it, when you want people in the trenches beside you and times are tough, they're the first one to go missing. But well, I mean, Leroy Furs, I'm not, I'm not singling him out particularly, but Re- Leroy Furs not here because he wants to stay, desperately wants to stay QPR, get promoted. He's here because he failed a medical at Sunderland, isn't he? I mean, that's... No, he's, he's here because we paid him enough money to make him come. Well, here. okay, yeah. But... I mean, but that's regardless. But, they but it's not like these players have gone missing in these matches for Ramsey. They haven't played. Why? I mean, okay, Sandro maybe has. But they haven't played for him. Yeah. What I don't understand as well is. Uh, Rob... haven't been available, I mean. Rob Green is probably our oldest goalkeeper, and okay, he had a really good season last year. Year, but um, he's on big wages and he came onto the podcast last week or the week before and said oh the club said to me um, that we wanted to stay but surely they'd move him on and keep Alex McCarthy who's gone to Palace or, and they've got Smithies in mm. if it was all about the long term surely they'd but you can that. only move him on if people are going to take him and, and, and pay, pay the money I mean you can't, you can't blame like Rob Green I don't know what, what he's on but you can't blame it you can't blame a bloke if he's been paid X amount a week um, and then suddenly another club says we'll take you you might not get being the first team but we're going to give you so much less a week um, so you can only get rid of them if people take them off your hands I'm sure they're pretty sure they'd have let Rob Green go for a free was um, mm. Dave Mack Dave McIntyre wrote a piece a couple I don't know maybe a month ago on, on West London Sports saying basically Ramsey's face doesn't fit uh, and I wonder if that was really his problem from the beginning his face didn't fit because he'd never had a job like that before hadn't really played to a high standard as a professional um, youth team coach also came in you know on a team that was sliding towards relegation did his just was it just not the right job for him and at the wrong time was it sort of doomed from the start I think with, with QPO it's always difficult because when Chris first took over he had the whole press the, the whole pr- press conferences in all the time asking and they made a big thing about him being a black manager in the Premier League it was a press that made mm-hmm. a big thing about that and it was disappointing when I read last week the BBC was saying oh it was, you know black manager psych blah 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 it's like we have got the most ethnic board in football. I mean that was bollocks of course that it was, was. I think it's because there was whatever you think of it and I disagreed with the sacking it had absolutely nothing to no, do with no of course that. not and, and it wasn't it wasn't the BBC saying it it was a guy from um Townsend's dad. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, Troy Townsend. It was their story. But yeah, yeah. It was a ridiculous just to clarify, but yeah, of course it was. That's absolutely rubbish. He was sacked by Les Ferdinand for God's sake. Yeah. Anyway, so there's the, the trouble with us is again, it's mass communication. The communication goes wrong sometimes. Things, that, little stories that people have got the wrong idea about QPR. People are always thinking we're, we're trying to buy away success. We're doing this. We're paying too much money for players. We haven't developed our youth team. We haven't developed our training ground. And I suppose. In some ways, we need to maybe just take a hit in the championship for a couple of years, forget promotion, and build on the essentials that will make sure the club exists beyond. Chairman. But then, why get rid of Ramsey? That's how I feel. But why get rid of Ramsey? We're not going to go down. We would consolidate under him whilst they fix the rest of the club. Because that's what I thought the plan was. That's why I felt sorry for the bloke. Like and I was not a Ramsey fan, but I was not anti-Ramsey either. The jury was out. Mm. But we were at that meeting. You spend time doing exactly spent to repeat I said this last week we were at a meeting with Ferdinand and Ramsey where they said first job don't do a Wigan yeah okay I accept the five players stayed all the rest of it but it was consolidation and fix the club help you know develop the youth system stadium training ground 
whilst kind of consolidating our space. So I don't. I feel sorry for the bloke. I'm. Well, I not think I think most decent to say that. most decent fans. I think he was hard will done do. by. Most decent fans will, will feel sorry for that just because it's you know it's almost a case of bullying. Maybe I mean I don't know how you. Maybe that's, that's too strong what? a word. But um, but nothing is bullies. No, no. Maybe okay. I'll take that back. I'll take that. But but do you know what I mean? It, it was almost like he he. Uh, he's, well, You're being, saying was he hounded out? Yeah, basically. But why well, I think there would be a lot of people that would argue with that, and and I think we're all similar-ish in our view on it. But there are a lot of people out there entitled to their view that think fair enough. The bloke are, wasn't yeah. getting the results, yeah, and he had to go. And I pay my money every week to go to QPR. I want to be entertained. I don't want to see a mess at the back. And he wasn't delivered. That is totally fair. But I mean, I mean, and, I, and as I said earlier, I agree with that. What I don't agree with is, is like seeing blokes in their sort of fifties spitting horrible bile at a bloke you know uh, in, uh, right in front of me um, just because we've narrowly lost a, lost a game 1-0 I just I just found that the just quite Brentford was bad yeah it was bad the, the one thing I hope is that this long term plan is not lost well, you know the whole long term strategy is not lost just because another manager is going to come in and do it his way but it, it, again it goes back those it goes back unless we get rid of all those players in January I mean the only way they're all, if, they're, if, we're, if we're still in this you know if we're 14th 15th 10 points above the relegation zone and 14 points 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 14 points would be alright Freudian I mean. slip that is yeah, yeah. I'll take that that's what, that's what I needed to get through Saturday's game I tell you but um, yeah then, then and, and we offload the all of those players then maybe fans will think right we're not going up we're not going down let's get back to that youth policy and I, I honestly think most fans would be happy with that but then you've got to develop a youth policy yeah yeah I know but what I'm okay with the youth but we'll, we'll work with these players bring back the likes of Harriman bring back all these guys from loan fill, plug the gaps with them we're not going down we're not going up and let's just see how it pans out for the rest of the well, season Dorothy Harriman could do a job yeah Right, we've got. I mean, he can't make any really worse. Oh, Furlong! I mean, you know, everyone was raving about him the first two games, and then obviously he did look out of his depth. But against Sanchez, but so would I. But then, <laughs> if we're nowhere near the playoffs in January, if we're, if I we're, say that quite easily. If we're Sorry. nowhere near the playoffs in January, we should just sell those players that we had in the Premier League last year. Because if we keep them, if we can, well, if we can, we keep talking about Furlong, but Furlong well, filled the medical at Sunderland. People forget that for uh, whatever reason. Well, if we can't, then just stop playing them. Because if, if we don't, then by the time we get to the end of the season. It's just a complete overhaul again. Yeah. You're going to take five players well, it's out of the team. There's always going to be overhaul ranges. That's what we do. We load squads and then we reload and we load, reload and we reload. Because there's mass <coughs> panic in the boardroom half the time. Okay. So let's move off Ramsey. Um, and I'm sure that some people will agree with what we've said. Some people won't agree with what you've said. Let us know on Twitter and we'll have a good old chat about it. Yeah, so um, you've been doing that. Quite sorry? Nice. Yeah, well, look. It's a game makes, of opinions, isn't it? It makes it say. me pissed enough for listeners. Anyway. Look, look, everybody has a slightly different opinion to everyone else, and that's sort of... Re- that's uh, healthy, isn't it? Um, new manager. Personally, if you were... If I had to choose someone to be the... Whatever you call it, temporary manager, I, I could choose no one better than Neil Warnock. He, you know, who, who wouldn't be happy with that? Does anyone believe him that he doesn't want the job permanently? No. (laughs) Okay, that's tick. That's cleared that one up. Um, Do you think they will give him the job permanently? Maybe till the end of the season. And uh, if he doesn't go up, then they'll change, I think. Again... Is that the remit though? Unless we we do really well and just miss out, then they might give him another chance next season. But... Um, I don't know Maybe the, I don't think it's certain They will give it to him To the end of the season what was it? They'll wait to see our results Go in the next few weeks We did the podcast last year Didn't we Let's be fair We did the live one 
Did you get the feeling, as I did, that Neil Warnock played was eager to get back into the club or whatever way he could get back in. Yeah, well, that's he, what Clive he, asked. He said, Clive wrote a piece. Here, Clive wrote a piece saying, "Do you think he did the podcast?" Where he said in it, you know, why did he do that live podcast and come all the way down from Cornwall? Well, you know, as, well, as I do, that, that was a long time in the making. To be fair, he wanted yeah. to meet Paul to Finney in person. No, don't we all? <laughs> of course not. These fellas have come from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, but he. He clearly loves the club. Whatever happened in that time, he's got an affiliation for it. But I think with him, it's unfinished business. I do believe he feels that he was harshly sacked in the Premier League and he wants to come back, mm. sort out this squad and prove to Fernandes he was wrong to sack him in the first place. Which, to be fair, is a win-win for everyone then, if that's the case. You know? And if we took him on face value that he doesn't want the job, so therefore in the next month someone else will become the new manager, who would you choose? Chris. <laughs> no, Chris Me? couldn't do it. <laughs> Chris couldn't do it. Yeah. Who would you pick? Out of the out of the candidates on that shortlist, shortlist, <laughs> I'd pick Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank out of all of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I I agree with you there. I mean, he's done a great job, yeah. but given the the, the uh, you know the um, the mood amongst the fans o- o- over the, you know, the last few weeks, if if results started to go wrong, it wouldn't be long before the Chelsea connection was. Uh, brought out to sort of beat him around the head with um, uh, I mean the thing is again we come back to that thing about whether it's is it the manager or is it the structure he's in is, is it the whole club because we seem to there seems to be a lot of decent managers we've had who, who um, haven't done so well when they've come to, to QPR mm. but if so it, go on, yeah, what, who, give us a name Chris give um, well David Moyes is available <laughs> after yeah. today. Did he get sacked today? He he that happened. He's, he's been sacked. Um, I mean, I can't understand this, he's but there is, ru- that, there is rumours that Gary's, Gary Monk's on borrowed time at Swansea. Um, I don't think it, he'd suit QPR, because just everything's set up at Swansea, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. All the managers yeah. have had some degree of success there, even. Whereas yeah. QPR, all the yeah, managers yeah, yeah, it's true. failure. But his cousin's Ian Gillard as well, so he's got the he's got the QPR connection. One, one thing I'd say about um, Hasselbank is that you know he's proven himself in the lower leagues, but also if he were to get us promoted, um, once he is in the Premier League, because he's been there before, he'd probably demand the respect he'd of uh, get the players. respect to the players, wouldn't he? Yeah, unlike where some might look at Warnock and like Sean Mark Phillips did and mock him with uh, his well, he's, fine he's letter on the back. A far better player I, than I, I, anyone we've got. Yeah. As in, what he, it, what he played to a standard better than any of the players. But we've like got, I so said, it wouldn't the, be a problem for, the, on if, that score. If, if you know, you get a cup, get two or three bad results though. The Chelsea connection. I mean, it's the you know. Well, that's always going to be there, regardless. That's always going to yeah. be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul, your name. Um, <laughs> I always throw one out there. I, I quite like. Um, I. I I think someone like Ainsworth is infectious. I think he, what well, he said at Wickham, he's just giving it a go. He's playing, his team plays, he played as a player. Um, whether or not it'd work, don't know, but it, it wouldn't be dull. And um, they'd give it a go. Some, I like what Gareth said at Ainsworth, but is it too soon? And a lot of people are talking about Holloway. I think if you bring back Holloway, you could do the same thing with Jerry Francis. You could ruin someone's name. I mean, Jerry came back the second time. And it, it didn't go well. I think Ian's a different person now. I'm not sure that would work. Is it a case we haven't got we haven't got faith in the board to go and get the right person? Is that the problem? Do Say again, Terry. Have we got have we got faith in our board to well, go I and th- get the right person? I think no. <laughs> I, uh, no, no. Um, Next. Not not before, but I think with Lee Hoos, if he if he has an active part in this process, given his track record with managers before, then that that like I say, that could be the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, because you know it, it, there's three, as I man- mentioned earlier, three 
decent managers that he's appointed uh, at various clubs, or he certainly had a, a, mm. a big say. Um, yeah, that's yeah, Paul's just point to my notes. That's what I wrote down. Uh, on odds checker, Pearson's currently the favourite. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't particularly want him, but um, in the in oh, the you're fr- an ostrich. Yeah, in the t- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the top four, Alex McLeish and Tim Sherwood. Neither of which I particularly Alex want. McLeish, last job seen failing somewhere in the Belgian yeah. second division or wherever yeah. it was. And John Carver, worryingly, is only 33 to 1. Now, I mean... That I would not be a champagne appointment. Tony no. Adams is in there, 66 Carver. to 1. Tony <laughs> Adams, 66 yeah. to 1. Um, do, do you think we, we missed... I put money on Derry, by the way. Yeah, 25. I put money on Derry only because I think Warnock will have an influence and I think Warnock... If I could, this is how I could see it happening because Warnock doesn't want the job full time, but he wants to keep involved. Brackets, and yes, so, he does. <laughs> brackets, yes, he does. Yeah. So he would probably have someone to do his running for him, to right. use a football analogy. And I could see him appointing Derry with Warnock as the father figure in the background. Sorry, see who appointed him? Lee Hughes. I can see. I could or see Derry Tony. as our manager with Warnock in the wings. Well. To be fair to, to Warnock, he did that with um, Keith Curl and Mick Jones before, mm. and he would spend time on his tractor picking a team. And he said it himself. I'm not trying to be funny, mm. so I can never be funny. But he he said it himself. So I think I think it could be a case of maybe Neil sits in the background, and you're right, Derry could come in, maybe get a bit of guidance with Hill as a coach, and maybe keeping Steve Gallen around. I don't know. Well, one thing, one thing it has to be said on Saturday with Neil coming in was the atmosphere was a lot better at home than it has been in, in yeah. quite a while. I mean, okay, it tailed off towards the second half. It always but is with a new manager, though. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, but no, but it's a hope that kills you. But singing his name from from you know there was a respectful five minute gap before they started singing his name, but then they then they were singing and and it was kept up for quite a while. You said that Chris Ramsey's name was never sang, was it? No, no there was a few people sang it at the yeah, last home game. Point. There was about uh, I don't know fifteen people in the in the R block started singing it there, but you know only you could hear you could only hear it. I'm just thinking from day one it was never no. Well, there you go. That says it all, okay. doesn't it? Sorry. Really, just kidding my head. Though. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the appointment the fans wanted. David <laughs> said it wasn't really the appointment that he wanted either. But I think you know once you once that appointment's been made, then you've you've got to try and you know get behind whoever that person what is. Was the dream manager Clement? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So why, well, why he, did he, he turn keep, it down though? He didn't. He didn't. Okay. He wanted to come to QPR. Okay. That's a, that's that's. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought at the time. Of course. Well, not amusing emotional strings, um, but yes. he did want to come. Yeah, to but, but, but but so why didn't it happen? Oh, I mean, is it one of those ones that you you'll tell us in the pub afterwards? <laughs> oh no. Anyway, I'm no, Chris. I oh, really okay. like the idea of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. I'm with yeah. you, Chris. I've got to say. I just don't but think he'd come. I suspect it will be an Ainsworth also Derry Ful- type appointment. Fulham want him as well. Um, they've also sacked their manager, copycats. Well, I also said <laughs> Fulham want Pearson <laughs> as well. Um, anyone for Tim Sherwood? No. 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 No, no. definitely. Anyone Australians? Think, no. Anyone no. think Tim Sherwood might be our manager despite whether you want him or not? What, what is the big it's thing about Sherwood? Yeah. Why do people still talk about him? He's only, he hasn't even, he's managed less than Paul Hart, and he was shocking. To be fair, but Sherwood's got no rec you can look at it and say, actually, you know what, he would actually do a job here because he hasn't. I don't get it. He's got because a decent win record at Tottenham. Doesn't business. like to talk about it though. Football is a funny business where the same blokes keep getting jobs despite being terrible. Terry Butcher has never been has Brian not Robson. been out of work for twenty years and he's been a dreadful manager for twenty years. <laughs> That's what happens in football. <laughs> he hasn't been a dreadful manager he for twenty years. He has. No, he Where's hasn't. he done a good job? Inverness? 
He did actually. <laughs> I mean, he weren't expecting I could, that. To were be you? fair, I could get Inverness yeah. second in the SPL at the moment. I'm going to put your foot um, in. It's like next manager. Yeah, yeah. Good it's, idea. Yeah. Fraser for manager. Let's. Right. The campaign Just, starts here. So before we go on to um, be some eagle taking off. Wouldn't yeah. Last thing I want to ask you about before the R's end. Um, Fernandez. So he's been busy this week. He sent tweets about how transparent they are. He's summoned Lee Hoos and Les Ferdinand to Malaysia, supposedly, for a summit about our new manager. And there's this story which can't say, every, you know, it, it, it's, I don't 100% understand, but I, I, the gist of it is that the £180 million in loans that the, the directors were owed by the club has now been rolled into equity and therefore it's not owed to them anymore. Any thoughts on Tony's behaviour actions over the last week or so? Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Paul. Uh, uh, listen, if, if the loan is, as, as Paul was said in the pub earlier on, so I'm putting this to someone you can't see, uh, Paul from Australia, uh, Paul Brown. It is Brown, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Go on. Um, that's brilliant. If the lo- but is the loans then going to be a case of where it goes into shares, should we get the new ground, should we get the trading ground, and QPR becomes a much bigger PLC, a much bigger company with more assets than what it has now. Because there's always small print in these things, and that always worries me. You know, I, I come from a generation that's enough of the Fulham Park Rangers thing, the Chris Wright shambles, um, everything's going to be fine, Chris Wright's in charge, he's a fan, it went absolutely diabolically wrong. And um, we nearly lost our club. Um, one point I will make is people keep talking about on Twitter, like mention about pockets. Like I look at the pockets as being a glory thing. I looked at the pockets as one of the saddest things that ever happened. This is when we collected money. Yeah, because money we didn't want to do it. I was one of the people in that room. Yeah, okay, and we we did it. I got shitloads of abuse. I got hammered at games for doing it. I didn't want to do it, but we had to show Blackburn and Davis and the rest of them that the fans could carry this club forward. It wasn't a glory day. I don't want to go back to buckets. And it'll take a big feck off bucket now to save our club. No one wants that. But this end of the end of the day, if it is true that they will write this, the debt off and take it with them in some kind of equity, that's not a bad thing. But we don't know. And and to be fair to Tony, in a lot of a lot of things that he says, like expectations are too high, and then sacks a manager for not filling his expectations it's, it needs to be black and white it needs to be out there in the open and hopefully something they can answer a straightforward yes or no on the fans phone one Thursday is will the debt go with the directors yes or no and that's all we c- well there's no debt now well, there's no debt exactly if I've so got if it right no, if there's being no, rolled into equity if there's no debt does that mean but we still what, get, does that mean we still get done for FFP then oh, I don't really thing is I don't I mean, know if it's connected right, what it okay. means is if, you're, if someone is looking to buy the club there's now just the cl- there's no loans the club owes no loans there's 25 million the Barclays we probably need someone here to talk about this yeah I mean I am a scooby to be honest when it comes I think to you take like it on this. face value and on face value it looks like it's it's much, the club's in a better but, but, position but then again years it. ago when, when we talked about the buckets we got crippled by an ABC loan at a million pounds interest 
there's, there's, there's yeah, that, that sounds hilarious now. A mere ten million pound loan. I can remember everyone was going on about it for years. I'd be more that inclined. ten million loan is a million. Now we're uh, you know two hundred million pounds over in, in I'd debt. Be, I'd be more inclined to believe it was you know something. Um, the good news if it was coming at a time when QPR are doing really well. But Fernandez tends to come out with statements that he thinks will will help the fans <laughs> with how they feel. But when, that document was in black and white, though. It was it's on Twitter. I mean, what? The, well, it gets me filed with Company's House. I mean, it all looks legit, but I mean, I, again, I don't know. I mean, I've read a few bits and bobs on message boards, and there's people who know about these things saying, yes, that is what they've done. So, basically, if you understand it, come on the week after next and experience it. Yeah. Well, I understand it, but I don't understand the what it, the nuances of it. It On paper, the club owed £180 million. It now doesn't. Well, somebody... Because pe- it's been written off. Some people are saying that, that, it, 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 that they're clearing the decks to make it more attractive to sell. Yeah. But then they're not going to get 180 million for the club, are they? I, that's what I but don't really. It's more attractive to sell because for any prospective buyer, there's now it's not will you buy the club? Oh, and there's 180 million. No, of course I understand that, but I understand that. But there, there's there's got to be more to it than that. I mean, is, has, has it been converted to shares? Does yeah. It, is, yeah. So so again, yeah. Oh god. Uh, so basically, we have no assets, though. Really, lots of roses belong to us. That belongs to we've got like, a, a, a loan at the Barclays and that. So we and we don't own our training ground. So the, all we've got is a players. player's registration. You yeah. said something to me on in a, in a, in a WhatsApp earlier on, which is true. Um, which is basically we what need. Was that, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> now but, I'm worried. Yeah, we need we need basically five years of call in the Premier League. Yeah. And that, that's a bottom Well, line. I said, if we, if we are in the Premier League consistently for several years, then all of a sudden, so long as you don't completely waste the, month, the revenue that you get in, the club is, there, is then worth a lot of money to anybody that might mm. want to buy it. Yeah, which makes sense. It's also worth a lot of money if you build a stadium and build a load of houses around it as well. <laughs> but sure, look, but look, look at Bournemouth today. There's, there's someone coming for them from America. Like you know, to, to invest in them. They wouldn't invest in Bournemouth a year ago, would they? But the Premier League exactly. globally is a massive. So exactly. perhaps we're not seeing the bigger picture. I don't know. Okay, ours end, which is the end of the podcast. Anything you want to uh, talk about? Haven't spoken about so far, although we've covered a hell of a lot. And you know what, Chris? If you um, when we go around the table, if you pass your mics to Paul and David, if they'd like Absolutely, to give yeah, us their ours yeah. end, well, I'll, I'll we'd be more can, than yeah. willing to hear it. So. Paul, we'll start with you. <laughs> Football kits. Why okay. Does, why does no yeah. one ever get them right? I mean, the QPR kit, this... Uh, my daughter came to the game Saturday, bless her, and she enjoyed it. And, and, uh, and she now wants Did she? To, yeah, she wants a season ticket again. Blimey. She had a season ticket God, for years. you've been working on that one for no, so I'm, long. You've been so desperate to, to get a like in QPR. Well done, mate. She yeah, said, yeah. Well she, done. She be proud you've of, finally done it. Yeah. Uh, she said on Saturday, she went, do you know, we played really well then. And the tears were flowing because that means she's part of the family. It was brilliant. Well, she was. I mean, she is part Another of the family. Another life ruined. But yeah, exactly. But um, I've seen, I know we've talked about this before, Nora and I going to France. It's not QPR related. Whoever designed that kit deserves to be taken outside and put the, the Northern thing. Ireland kit yeah, yeah. I mean this is niche uh, now yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's awful it looks disgusting I'm not happy and then like anyway going back to my daughter what she was saying the QPR kit from the back on Saturday she goes dad um, I, 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 I hate to say this but you look like that lot down the road from the back if you miss out the hoop at the bottom and she goes I don't think you should be happy and she's that. how old she's 14 David she's 14 so a 14 year old knows that it's a bad kit from the back why don't the powers that be at QPR and Nike know that Ooh. free will said yeah. that Chris I think they do now Chris 
Okay, right. Well, let me find. It's got that. War and Peace with them. This gets yeah, I know. Uh, I've that got is five excited. pages of don't notes. Yeah, no, someone was wasn't working today. No, it's got. It's got. It's in big. It's in big print. That's why. Um, <laughs> is that because no, your eyes are gone? Yeah, size fourteen. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I just wanted to say because um, I, I, I couldn't. You know, I tried to sum up uh, Saturday's game, and everyone else tried to sum it up. But I couldn't sum it up as well as Sean Walsh, whose tweet, who said, Today's game was like waiting for a friend who's running late and your phone's dead. Which, you have to think about it for a bit, but it is, it is, it is good. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, so, the R's end. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to say was, wasn't the sky nice? On Saturday, do you see lovely. that nice, lovely orange sky? Yeah. yeah, my daughter took a photograph yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, I did as well. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> empty you've had two points. Okay, now. You're okay, going for a third. They, they were very quick. Go on, very quick. Point. No, no, excellent. empty seats, uh, particularly on week on weeknights, on school nights, uh, and, and particularly in Loftus Road, uh, lower where I sit, where most of the kids uh, who sit there on a Saturday aren't there because they're at the, yeah. it's a school night. Uh, I'm just wondering if we can do something to address that, whether the club could just say, OK, for, for those nights, if you've got your kids' ticket with you, you can bring one of your mates along. They're not going to lose any money. The ground's going to be a bit fuller. We're going to get a bit more support because it's, it's quite embarrassing for, you know, it, to you look and you just see these... Hey? That's a nice a idea. That's and a brilliant the idea. club listened to this podcast, so yeah. I think they should adopt that. Why not? Because most kids, kids. most kids <laughs> are not going to the midweek game, so why not be able to bring anyone you like on that team? Yeah, only a, only, a, only a thought. Club, yeah. over to you. Right. Um, so we've got David first. You've got to pass your mics, Chris, Paul. Um, so, David, what's the view from Perth? What's your R's end? Well, I don't know if it's really QPR. I could do one about. Um, how good Chelsea's season is? No, and say that. Well, I just say that last oh, yeah. time, last time they started the season this badly, they got relegated. QPR, I'm not too sure. I think I still agree with a lot of stuff you said in the Ramsey yeah. thing. But um, I think if we're going to be looking at consolidating this season, I don't know why we like we said mid table at the start of the season. Everyone was happy with that. Yeah, and now we've suddenly gone against that, and now we want promotion. But I don't know, really. I'm not really. And who would your choice for manager be? Uh, me. Probably Warnock, maybe. I, I think I'd say Warnock, really. Just leave him till the end of the season, see how he goes, hmm. and then see where we go from there. What see a how. Young man. <laughs> <laughs> you, luckily, we can't hear you, Paul, because you haven't got a mic. You've got to talk into this if you want to talk. By the way, has anyone noticed he's grew up all his life in Perth? There's no hints of an Australian accent there at all. Yeah. <laughs> Had good influences, hasn't he? They're going to think it's fake. They're going to think you're lying. Northern Ireland, and how many games do you realistically get to watch from Perth? It just well, depends that's on why we what wanted division. the Premier League. Really, the yeah. Premier League is that's the only real benefit of the Premier League for us is that. I mean, we see them lose more often, but we also actually get to watch the games because right. when it's in the Championship, we have to find a dodgy stream or yeah, something you get like that. The Yes, it's, yeah. No, you get the viruses for a different reason, Paul. <laughs> it's not the streams. Well, it is, but not for, right. Um, <laughs> a friend told me. Ask, ask him for a mate, uh, Paul. Thanks, David. Paul. I've got not much to add. In fact, I've got lots to add, but I haven't got a lot of time. I would just like to say I was really moved on Saturday uh, at the um, the minute silence was was absolutely fantastic. We heard a few shouts from outside. Everyone in the stadium was absolutely silent. I just loved it. I, I, you know, I, I got a bit teary at the time. Mm. I must admit. 
But um, apart from that, not a lot. Um, you know, my choice for manager. Yeah, is that what you? That's what I was about to ask you. I'd say Walnut for the rest of the season, probably at the moment beyond. I can't see any reason why we'd change. And what are your expectations now for the season? Um, well, if you look at my um, Twitter feed, it's uh, mid-table sludger is what I'm called at the moment. Yeah. So <laughs> that's about it, I think. Okay. Um, can I, who would you see beyond the end of the season, say for next season, who would your choice of manager be then? Well, I think the idea was great to get a young manager in, young younger manager in, but I think they just picked the wrong bloke. He's a lovely, lovely man, Chris Ramsey. And I, as I say, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I actually was quite embarrassed, you know, the amount of stick that he got. Um, I, I do agree, though, he should have gone. I, I know you blokes don't agree, mm-hmm. I, I think he should have gone because he wasn't performing. And, um, yeah, I think they, they, they had the right idea, but they chose the wrong bloke. Mm. Right. As you say, the dream manager, right, was Paul Clement, to be honest with you. So who's yeah. the dream manager now? Being Paul. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell you what, no, I, I really don't know. I honestly don't know. But um, someone in their 40s who's um, able to take us forward. <laughs> yeah, Chris Charles just put his hand yes, up. Sure. Okay, I'm in my sixties, so I can't. Unfortunately, I'm in like Neil Warnock's. And you're not local. <laughs> well, I can be. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, we can't hear you. My first game, my first game was uh, Leicester in the I think it was round of the last sixteen when they played 1966. That was my first game at Rangers. Did you get to the playoff final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014 came over yeah. for that. Yes, 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 yes. Got to. We've got to stop getting glory hunters on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. No, Thanks for coming. Much. Chris, I'm not going to make a f- uh, I'll end. I've said enough. No, 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 no. So go on, Chris, finish up. No, 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 no. Gabe wants to go home. Um, I just hope you can tell. if they do keep Warnock on for the rest of the season, then I hope they don't. I hope they just make an announcement soon and they don't just keep, it, keep us in limbo because I think it would really help the players knowing um, who's going to be there for the rest of the season. Um, with their performances even maybe before the next game because we've got an international break it's not as an easy game it's away to Middlesbrough and then we've got Leeds at home who are starting to come into form and I think it'd be good if Tony Fernandez just um, just didn't speak so much on on Twitter I know he hasn't much recently but it just doesn't help himself when he comes out and says things that contradicts something that he says three weeks earlier and when fans have the owner doing that then you know, one day they turn on the manager if they think that it's going to help do you know what I mean whereas Say if you're a, a fan of Man United or Chelsea, it doesn't matter who, you can't just go on Twitter and speak to the to chairman and think that it's going to help sacking mm-hmm. the manager. And I think he's kind of almost breeded that kind of, uh, that hate from the fans towards Ramsey. So he was doing quite well not talking. He should have continued it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Sorry, Paul? <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul hasn't got a microphone It's an absolute joy For the rest of us um, we are not, We're not planning to be here next week We're not going to be here next week Because there's no game um, uh, So we'll be back in two weeks time um, Thank you very much for listening This has been the QPR Podcast The QPR Podcast is a West 12 Media And Burble Media production The QPR podcast is sponsored by Northwood Fresh Fruit Flowers and Plants. Based outside Northwood train station, they'll supply everything you need in the way of fruit, flowers and plants daily. And if you're passing them at Northwood train station, pop in and say hello, because Kev, who runs it, is a QPR fan. Tell him the QPR podcast sent you. QPR! QPR!